You are listening to the Glass Cannon Network, the premier source for role-playing game entertainment. Yo, 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 welcome back to the Duniverse. Shout out to all my Mentats and Bene Gesserit sisters. Where are my Fremen at? Ooh. Hello, welcome to the Glass Cannon. Uh, this is Inherit the Sand, our uh, mini series where we are playing the excellent Dune Adventures in the P- Imperium uh, from Modifius Games. It is the big, chonky role playing game that captures. Uh, the story of the Dune Saga, and I have some incredible players to play it with me. Uh, we are in book two. Troy LaValle took you through book one. I, Jared Logan, your GM, are taking you through book two of this story, Inherit the Sand. And with me, I have Skid Maurer, Becca Scott, Nora Ibrahim, and Ross Bryant. What's up, guys? What's up, Jared? Hello. What's up? What's up? Um, there was a lot of PV. There was some, well, and I'm going to say a lot, but there was some PVP last time. There was some player versus player plotting. How do we all feel about that? How does PVP go over in a game for you? I'm, I'm curious. I mean, let me put my op- opinion out there first. I love it. Uh, so I was really happy when Nora started plotting against, uh, her <laughs> own lover. The Bene Gesserit, uh, Reverend Mother Pomony. Uh, but, uh, I wonder, uh, if you guys have any kind of, uh, PVP stories you'd like to share or anything you'd like to, to anything you'd like to put out there about player versus player <laughs> violence. <laughs> I, I, I try to avoid it. Uh, yeah. Go I try to avoid it at all costs. Unless trying to be oh. honest to the character that I'm playing makes it impossible not to. And fans of the, glass cannon regular show will know that one of my characters murdered one of the others (gasps) that that happens i don't think you're allowed to say that you don't like pvp if you did that i didn't like it i i i felt i i felt i had to he said, "Oh, it happens." Like, <laughs> no not one's really. more upset about it than I was. <laughs> not yeah. all the time. A full <laughs> murder is—that's uh, kind of the worst and most egregious uh, way that you could go PvP. Uh, mm-hmm. Wow, do I even want to know how that happened? That's amazing. Ooh, tune uh, into the Glass Cannon podcast and find <laughs> out. Great, nice. Good. Synergy. Synergy. Let's get some synergy between these shows. Just go back 127 episodes. Yeah, it was about three years ago. (laughs) (laughs) I know, Ross, on Vampire and Vampires in Pittsburgh, which we ran for 68 episodes, it felt like uh, we were mostly playing PvP. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, especially towards the end there. Um, yeah, it all, it all spiraled towards a, a, a fraught and tragic PVP conclusion. Um, and yeah, oh, schemes within schemes. Seems appropriate oh, what a tangled. What's that? Oh, yeah, Vampire is sort of built for some PVP. Yeah. Uh, but look, here, you know what we're doing with this Dune game? I feel like 
Troy did an excellent job of presenting, you know, uh, the game as it's played and taking you on an incredible adventure. And, uh, now I am, and uh, not necessarily totally on purpose, sort of breaking it. Uh, and, uh, the wheels are falling off, but, uh, boy, we're going to have fun as this thing crashes into the ground as your spaceship did in our last, uh, our last session. Uh, why don't I give a brief little recap and then we can get right into today's session. So, um, this, uh, house, uh, this, this noble house had fallen, uh, from grace. You had lost your fiefdoms, uh, the planet Thalia and the, uh, moon Melpomene, uh, when the Atreides took power. Yes, uh, the events of the first Dune novel resulted in the destruction and erasure of the Harkonnen house. And this house, House Tyloris, formerly House Houdin, uh, this house was a vassal of the Harkonnen, so you lost everything. Uh, you were then approached by a former Harkonnen agent, Fenton Quill, who offered you a chance to get a new fiefdom to get your power back. And to do that, uh, you had to steal a worm off of Arrakis and take it to a new planet, um, a planet that has been prepared with conditions almost exactly like Arrakis. If you can get the spice worm there, you will break the Paul Atreides Spice Monopoly uh, and you will restore uh, the Imperium and you will be given a new planet to call your own your own new fiefdom uh, that is the job that was placed before you the stakes could not be higher you investigated, you landed on Arrakis you managed to, to, to keep a low profile you investigated until you figured out you know, who might have a uh, 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 the technology you needed to get it off planet, and you investigate until you found who might actually know how to control a worm or um, even have a worm in their possession that you could steal. Uh, and you ended up at Siege Alburn, a, um, a rogue Siege, a heretical Siege that does not follow the ways of Paul Atreides. They do not think that he is the Messiah. They await a new Messiah that is going to come later. And uh, you managed to you managed to ingratiate yourself uh, within their siege to become friends with them. Um, Corin, your Fremen member of your party, played by Nora, actually managed to sneak into the sacred cave uh, behind the ceremonial corners, quarters of the siege. And there um, she confronted a stunted worm that was kept for their spice orgy rituals. Orgy being a loosely used term, no actual uh, sex is involved. Um, uh, but what is involved is uh, visions granted by Spice. And while in that cave, Corin had a vision. She had a vision of herself as the leader of the new house, which is surprising since Becca's character, uh, Mother Pomini, is uh, ostensibly the leader uh, and the, the lord of uh, House Tyloris. So that was surprising that that was the vision that she had. Um you stayed, you stayed many weeks with the Fremen uh, of Siege Alburn and Dob, their leader, uh, and the time has come for them to finally uh, allow you to become real Fremen by learning one of the final skills necessary to be a true Fremen. You are going to ride a sandworm. Uh, Mother Pomini specifically has just been handed maker hooks um, we also have uh, a, a, your crashed starship. When trying to land a starship near the siege, it was crashed uh, into the sand uh, and then uh, smashed into by uh, a rogue, uh, not a rogue, but a, a free sandworm. 
And uh, we have our friend, uh, Pharos, who uh, exiled himself from the Siege and went out and lived in the starship and repaired it over several weeks' time. Uh, using pieces from a ground car, like uh, adapting the suspensor field to fix the suspensor field of the starship. So, Pharos is out there. Um, I'm, a, I, I'm about to set a scene where you know you learn to ride these worms, but uh, we can we can for for now before we enter that scene. Right now, you have three momentum. When we enter that scene proper, you're gonna lose a momentum. Because I'm taking this, like, sort of several weeks of training that you just did. That's a scene. And that scene hasn't quite ended yet. So if there's any last thing you want to do before we enter what I'm going to say is ostensibly our end game. We have two more. We have this episode and one more episode. But we're really really nearing the climax. So if there's anything you want to do, then uh, you need to tell me now. My threat is at nine. Uh, and that means I can really just destructify <laughs> you in some completely GM hosing you way. Um, so be on the lookout for that. And, can I create uh, an asset with this momentum of non-threatening and thereby <laughs> lower the threat level? Um, no, I, I don't think you can create an asset that actually takes threat beads out of my little counter. I don't think okay. that you can do that. I checking, think we should be checking. able to. I think we should be able to create an asset called the Threat Siphon that actively <laughs> sucks all of your threat points away. And you start it with It reaches none. from the game to the metagame. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'd like to create an asset called Perfect Dice Rolls, where all of my <laughs> dice rolls uh, come up as a one. Um, in this game, you want to roll a one. Uh, you want to roll under target numbers, and a one means you get two successes. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so, I actually have a skill in an asset called Can't Lose. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I, I'm, I'm saying these months of training, you know, each of you did something. Um, for example, Aurelius, played by Skid, kind of learned the culture and the ways of the Fremen here in Siege Alburn and showed a complete mastery of their culture and their uh, their rituals and their procedures. Uh, Corin, um sparred with the leader, the naib of the siege, uh, Dob, uh, and they became uh, they became fast allies through mutual respect in the in the field of long arms, fighting with long blades, um, and uh, of course. Uh, Delessa Houdin, a.k.a. Mother Pomony, did what she does, which is manipulated everybody into thinking that she was some sort of prophet for the uh, what they believe is the coming messiah. They do not Look, believe in Paul's uh, divinity. I haven't had a house in so long, and yet people keep following me. I'm just going to lean into that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, that's your character. Uh, your character manipulates uh, others. Others try for uh, sincere friendship, and more the fool's day. <laughs> She's like Jim Jones at this point. It's really cool. Yeah. No, it's delicious Kool-Aid. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. It's like spice-infused. Spice-infused Kool-Aid, yeah. So last chance. Uh, anything you'd like to do in these weeks of training before we we sort of enter this scene where you it's time for you to ride a worm and prove that you are a true Fremen. Can I create an asset of I practiced riding worms? Like a... But a not a real worm. Yeah, if they have like a, the equivalent of a bull, a mechanical bull. 
yeah. for riding a worm. I would like to get in some reps. Yeah, down in the well, seat, do they have like a uh, worm simulator? <laughs> get to get your hours in on the worm, worm like simulator. Worm simulator on Windows 95? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they do yeah, it have... can't be smart technology. It's yeah, got to yeah. be Windows 95. Right. They do have a small worm down there in the seat that they use to you know create that spice uh, ritual, but I'm afraid that it's not for riding. It's the, the most sacred thing that they possess. So, And I don't uh, even know that exists down there. Mm-hmm. No, you don't, because... Someone that I love very much didn't tell me about it. Mm-hmm. That's they right. find out at a dramatically appropriate time. Ooh. Someone I love unconditionally. Someone I have never <laughs> doubted. Just saying. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. Well, we, look, I never it, gave my opinions on PvP. It's never happened to me before. We'll see. Yeah, so far it's never happened. Uh, well, let's <laughs> let's let's find out what happens in, in this episode and the next one. But I guess if everybody only has joke answers for my questions for I how mean, they would prepare, that was a real. I would like to ride a mechanical. <laughs> I worm. think that's a fair question. Oh, that is okay. So if that was a real question, I will say that unfortunately there's no way to practice this without this sort of I mean this sort of make or break ritual they're about to go through is it, where you try to do it. Is there like someone who has done like is there a Bronco Billy? Like someone who has actually ridden a worm. All the Fremen warriors here um, they they have had to prove that they can do it. So you could talk oh, to any of okay. the Fremen guard or yeah the, the, the warriors that, that lived in Siege Alburn. Uh, we haven't met anyone besides Dob, and Corin has this special relationship with Dob, so I don't want to step on that. I, I would like to, um, is there like a badass female Fremen, uh, um, s- security guard? <laughs> that, uh, yeah, certainly. Actually, uh, let's... A, a sand walker, if you will, that maybe would, um, set up some private lessons with me. Uh, okay, I hear what you're saying. You want someone to kind of give you some some clues, some hints uh, as to how to do this. Tips. Um, one weird mm-hmm. one weird tip. So there, <laughs> Pro tips. <laughs> there is a the answer badass, may shock you. The answer number four. There is a may badass. There is a badass. Haters will say it's photoshopped. I'll just let you guys do this for a while. (laughs) Sorry, Jared. No, it's okay. We got the sillies today, Jared. (laughs) That's okay. If there's anything that Dune uh, is, it's silly. (laughs) It's the silliest book series of all time. Mm -hmm. No, there is a badass Fremen woman named Zulga who could perhaps give you some instruction and tell you what to expect. I mean, everybody has sort of been training you for this, taking you out into the desert, uh, and you've all proven yourselves. Uh, but uh, perhaps she can give you some some definite insight, Zulga, the Fremen warrior. Um, and uh, would you like to maybe uh, make some sort of information-gathering role with her to see if you can kind of uh, get some insight as to how to, uh, how to ride the worm? Yes, please. Okay, um, so what are you going to use? She believes that you are a prophet of the coming Messiah, just so you know. So she's more than happy to talk to you. You don't need to do anything special to impress her. It's just about asking her the right questions, I guess. So what are you going to roll with her? Communicate. Mm-hmm. Uh, inspiration, maybe, as the focus could apply. Um, I want to inspire in her that, that I am deserving of this information. And then 
justice as my drive because my statement is the universe owes me nothing. Therefore, I won't automatically be good at this thing. I need to put in the work. Okay. Uh, excellent. I, I like that a lot. So um, you are speaking to her and Zelga is like, but you are the prophet. The worm will bow to you. Uh, you have nothing to worry about. Uh, you will move in synchronicity with the worm. Uh, it is foretold. Zelga, uh, then- this is true. Yet, if I do not put in the time and preparation to show my love of the Messiah, I would not be who I am. Very well, I'll tell you what I can. Go ahead and roll and see what you're able to get from her. Since this momentum's going to go away, I'm just going to spend one for a die. Uh, yeah, good idea. Oh, difficulty zero. Oh, great. Cool, cool, cool. And um, I was communicating is... Uh, <laughs> is uh, shoot, if I'm skip, around. Who, what's your name? I forgot. Uh, Aurelius. <laughs> Aurelius, oh, Aurelius. <laughs> If Aurelius is nearby, does he hear this conversation? Does yeah. he want me to re-roll? Uh, uh, what she meant to say was blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you can re-roll. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay. just passing uh, by. I was on my way to the one bathroom. One success. <laughs> One cool. success. Okay, so um, that was one more than uh, one more than you needed because it was a difficulty zero. So you haven't gained any additional momentum, but you have brought your momentum back to where it was at three. Uh, and um, she tells you that the most important thing is to show absolutely no fear, because Shai Hulud can sense where you you know where your spirit is at. Where where your mind dwells, if it dwells in a place of fear, Shai Halud, uh, y- your your hands, that your hooks will gain no purchase on Shai Halud's hide. If you have fear inside of you, and perhaps this hits a, a little bit of a note with you, a member of the Bene Gesserit who practice. Uh, fear is the mind the li- killer. Fear yes. is the little death that causes total obliteration. I will face my fear. I will allow it to pass over me and through me. And when it has gone, I will turn. And in its place, there will be nothing. Only I will remain. That one? Yes. And when you say that to Zelga, she goes, yes, yes. This is what I am trying to say. If you if you remember that, uh, then Shai Hulud will welcome you. Montage of me. Doing training stuff in the sand, looking really cool with my new friend Zalga. Um. So, are are you ready? Uh, are we going to begin this scene? Only if Zalga and I do like a cool handshake, and she says, "You are ready." Can I like pie May in the shadows and just nod approval, like approval, but like they don't know that I'm there? It's like, it's like extreme sure, yeah. zoom in on your face. Yes. Like, mm, she's ready. So this scene, this scene takes place out in the desert, uh, and I'm giving it a trait, and it's a trait that you could maybe use, or maybe that will be used against you, depending, but uh, the word I'm going to give this scene is colossal, because you walk out into the open desert, uh, and you are standing atop a dune, and the scale of the place you're in dwarfs you. You look back at the wind traps high atop the rocks where Siege Alburn is nested, uh, and, and, and those dwarf you. Everything dwarfs you. You uh, you think of yourself, uh, Mother Pomini, as a, as a great figure in the history of the of the galaxy of the universe. But uh, Dune, the planet Arrakis, says otherwise. You are a speck on this landscape. Um, 
And I would like to take us before the worm approaches to the starship, which is probably, you know, some 800 meters away, uh, you know, far enough away that it just sort of kind of shines on the horizon a little bit, uh, you know, between some dunes. And you are waiting in the starship, uh, Pharos, and you think that it's ready to fly. The only problem is it's still kind of up on its side. Right. And you will have to kind of activate the suspensor field and sort of like flip it that way, get it right up, and then you'll be able to take off. Uh, And you're sitting in there when you hear... (laughs) It's the radio. And I... I, I reach for the analog dial and attempt to tune in the message that is crackling over the speaker. Quill! Has to be now! Do you understand? They are coming for you! Now! Do you hear me? Uh oh. Yeah. Um, and I think, I mean, it sounds to me as, do I recognize the voice of Fenton Quill? It is Fenton Quill, yes. In that case, I know that the, uh, a chill runs down, uh, Pharaoh's spine as he, it's like, surely, surely it is heresy. This, this, this madman, Atreides, cannot truly see the future. His perceptive eye cannot have found us out. But... Perhaps we were too conspicuous. Our time is short, and we must go now. And I think everything is like, inc- like emotions and, and things are particularly intense for Pharos because he's been living out in the desert where a worm has passed, and he's just been ambiently inhaling spice for weeks, and is like a little a little tripped out. Never like every now and then, like we'll see, like he's, he's just living in a constant state of deja vu. Is like. This just happened. This just happened. I, as, as he's like reaching for something that he just reached for because he saw it in his own mind a moment before. Um, and it's like, no, we got to go. We must go now. Yes, Pharos has been living rough out in the desert. We are now in this new scene. I have taken away one of your momentum. You are down to two because we have entered this new scene. Uh, and Pharos, 800 meters away, is contemplating uh, Fenton Quill's uh, urgent call to move now, act now, uh, whatever that means. Uh, meanwhile, uh, across the desert, the Fremen stand in a group, a cluster with you, uh, hanging onto the side of a rock, and they hand two huge maker hooks to Mother Pomony. Do they hand maker hooks to Aurelius and or Corinth? Oh, man. Yes. Okay, Corin. they hand you your maker hooks as well. Aurelius? I'll take them <laughs> as a souvenir. I'll take <laughs> uh, everybody can mark an asset on their sheet that they have maker hooks now. Uh, oh. And uh, speaking of the maker, um, a thumper has been set up. It's sending its signal out across the dunes. Uh, That regular rhythm, uh, it's sure to call one of the enormous maker worms uh, from out of the desert. And sure enough, as you stand right on this outcropping where you can kind of jump, right? You could kind of jump onto the back of uh, the worm. But by God, what a drop it will be. 
Uh, you uh, you see far off on the distance sand starting to sprout up out of the uh, out of the landscape and an enormous geyser and you can see far off it's kind of this thing moves so much earth that it's kind of raining sand out where it is at uh, hundreds and hundreds of meters away and the first thing that you must do is control your fear unless you tell me that your character right now is just is just horrified and uh, and you know that which is completely uh, legal. You need to tell me how you're controlling your fear as this thing approaches. Well, I'm Mother Pomini most certainly is using her Pranabindu conditioning to slow her heart rate. Very good. And does Pranabindu as a talent give you anything specific that it might help might help here? It does. And in fact, it is a thing I probably should have been trying to line up to use, like when running for a sandworm in our last episode. But um, whenever I attempt either a move or discipline test that relies on control of my body, I can re-roll a d20. Oh, very good. Um, So you guys have two momentum to spend, but keep in mind, in this scene, you're about to have to climb onto the back of an enormous maker worm. So I think that you want to be careful in how you spend it. Um, uh, Mother Pomini, I do think that this would be a discipline test, uh, but you can do those re-rolls using your Pranu Bindu conditioning. Would you like to be the first to control your fear? Absolutely. Very good. What drive are you giving uh, uh, to your uh, discipline in this case? For uh, for fear specifically, gosh. Um, hmm. Well, there's the ones I want to use, and then there's the ones that seem appropriate for controlling fear. Um, uh, you what know, one I do you want to use? I, Which I one think- do you want to use? Not my weakest. Uh, well, faith, I think, is, has an argument, but maybe truth, because uh, it's all about manipulating my own version of the truth and telling myself I'm not afraid mm. because my statement has to do with changing the nature of truth to bend to my will, That's essentially. Good. So discipline what is, what is your statement truth. exactly? The purpose of argument is to change the nature of truth, and this is an argument within my own head that I am trying to change, that I am not afraid, even though I should very much be afraid. The body creates the internal uh, environment, right? By by controlling your body, you will control your emotion and you will control your mind. Um, I think that this works. Um, so you may spend determination on this if you wish, and I would like for you to go ahead and roll first as the maker worm approaches. Oh, I'm going to oh, spend difficulty momentum. Difficulty of one. You're spending a momentum. Okay, we're down to one momentum. Okay, so uh, let's see. Discipline and truth together is 13. <gasps> I've got... Uh, and then underneath my discipline of seven, I have a six, and then a nine, and an 11. So that's four successes. Four successes. That's amazing. And what was your focus here? Did you, Is your focus applied there? Uh, my focus... How'd you get four yes. successes is what I'm wondering, because you rolled no. two dice. No. But... Discipline, command. I'm commanding myself. <laughs> oh, no, no. I'm afraid <laughs> not. Three successes. Three successes. Great. Um, so you only needed you only needed one, so you get two. And Mother Pomini does not flinch, does not eat. Her, her eye does not, her eyes do not move. She keeps 
her eyes on the horizon as the worm approaches. Uh, and um, the Fremen uh, are proud of her. They beam with pride. Truly, this is a prophet of the true Messiah. Uh, and then uh, they look to Corin, And is Corin controlling her fear as well? So... I didn't realize up until you offered me those uh, those hooks that I would... So I will say that up until this point, you can see Corrin, uh She has been climbing the rocks outside in, in training and kind of doing a little parkour action in preparation for this moment. And she sees this worm and she remembers her psychedelic uh, trip in the... Spice trip in the cave. And she's like, this is my destiny. This is what is, this is, uh, I will have what is owed to me. This is the point where I gain the things that I have envisioned in that, in that spice trip. So she sees this and she's actually like smiling and leans into that adrenaline rush and she's like beating her chest and gives out a big battle cry. Ooh, I love it. What, uh, what role is she going to, what dice pool is she going to put together? What's the skill and the drive? Power. So yes. the statements, I will have what is owed to me. This is my moment. And, uh, it's your birthright, in fact. Yes. And then uh, can I go with a discipline survival? I think you can't. I think I'll um, survival. Because this is like, this is like, a, this is a life or death situation. This is a yes. make or break point. Yes. It's now uh, or never. The- but on the other hand, it doesn't deal with like kind of getting food and water. This is like a ritual. No one has to try to ride a maker worm, you know, to survive. Uh, I'm but gonna you gotta survive to, the worm. <laughs> I'm gonna allow you to roll, but you're not. That focus will not apply. Okay. 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 Fair. 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 Yeah, you have three momentum if you'd like to sp- uh, spend them in any way, and you Absolutely. need one success to control your fear right now. Absolutely. Let's let's uh, let's do a spend a momentum. Okay, so I rolled a 9, a 10, and a 4. Ooh. Wow, that's uh, how many successes? Um, let's see, because uh, they Three, were, it right? was an 8 and a Three. 7. Yeah, so that you needed a 15 or lower, and you got it. So yep. you um, you earned two uh, successes over what you needed because you got three successes altogether. That means you add two to the momentum pool, and yes, it, it, you've already described it. You're bellowing out battle cries you are you are in like the kind of the blood frenzy that the fremen get into ready for this thing to approach and now on the fremen hoot with you uh they 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 have reverence for mother pomony but with you they are your brothers and your sisters and they are hooting and screaming along with you and, and and welcoming welcoming the maker come come uh, and that is when uh, some of them turn to Aurelius de Grom. <laughs> is Aurelius, uh, is he able to go through with this? No. Aurelius is freaking out like C-3PO <laughs> in the middle of a firefight. Uh, really? Yeah, I don't I don't even know. I, I don't even know if he can go through with it. I think he, he, he may force himself to, but he's panicking. Uh, very well. Um, uh, if you are going to go ahead and say that you panic, like without even trying a roll, then I'm going to go ahead and give you a point of determination to spend later. I think Ooh. that that okay. is being—it's you. you're being so true to your character uh, that I think that the Fremen uh, suddenly uh, there is some—I uh, don't want to say awkwardness, but suddenly the ritual is in danger because Aurelius is, has like backed away. They can see that sweat is uh, running down his face. He's losing his water. 
He's losing <gasps> his water yeah. at the thought of this thing. He's cowering against a rock. He's breathing heavily. And now all the Fremen are like, is this... Uh, they're calling uh, the prophet, Mother Pomini, into question. They're calling all of these allies into question because this man uh, cannot... Uh, Act and, and live as a true Fremen, uh, but uh, there's no more time to think because the worm is upon you. Suddenly, all of the sand begins to vibrate and sort of float into the air. There's just sort of like kind of the air fills with haze as this enormous worm. Uh, and and it, like I said, it's 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 oddly silent, but the smell of the spice suddenly whaps against each of your faces, fills your nostrils, your ears, your mouths. You can taste it. Uh, And then an enormous cloud rushes over you. Visibility goes very low. And then the thing crests out of the earth. It it, it dwarfs your little rock outcropping. And Corin, you're the only one that sees a man's face on it. The (laughs) spice trip you experienced earlier is somehow kind of reasserting itself in your your, um, neural pathways. Uh, And the man goes... But Mother Pomini and Aurelius, you see uh, just the maw of the worm, the thousands of teeth in perfect rows forming this spiral that it feels like if you're not careful, the earth will lurch and you will fall into it. And now it is time. It is time to jump onto the worm's back. Mother Pomini, what are you going to roll to do that? Fear is the mind killer. Fear is the little death. Uh, I recite the litany as I roll for with power and discipline. Power and discipline, and we're going. Am I um, commanding this worm? Because if I get those hooks in first, I will be commanding it to uh, manipulate its direction. That's correct. Uh, But first, you have to get on it. Um, That's step one. You, uh, your dice pool sounds great. Um, This was going to be difficulty. Three, but you have controlled your fear. This is difficulty two. It's Oof. not easy to jump on to a sandworm. You have four momentum to spend. Uh, I'm going to spend three of them for two more dice. Okay, uh, and uh, perhaps you are in this way uh, playing PvP yourself, although your character doesn't even know it yeah. uh, by taking the momentum uh, out I'll of... make more. I got Poor more Corrin's chances hands. to make more I now. Like, yeah. hey. she, you, she, Becca, she cracked the game. She figured it out. It's like you have to spend. You got to spend it to make it. Eh. Yes, yes right. you succeed. Maybe, maybe that's economy one on one. I know. This is like Adam Smith. We're getting a baby at the end. We're getting trickle down momentum. Exactly. Yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. Becca's investing in NFTs and playing Dune correctly. Don't call me out. The internet will get so mad. But if someone wants to make a gif of my face and then tell me how to make it an NFT, yes. Yes, we can do that. Uh, yes, Becca coin. <laughs> All right. Um, that, that, that three momentum you spent gives you two extra dice so you're you're rolling four d20s and you need two successes um let's roll as mother pomini uh, leaps from the precipice toward the coming worm it's like a lawnmower in my head the control is so strong if you hear my lawnmower okay i am going to use my pranabindu conditioning the control over my body to re-roll a single d20 that rolled a 19 Ah, uh, okay. Uh, hmm, well, it's a discipline test. I allowed it to be a discipline test, so you can do that. Ooh, we've got a two, an eight, a twelve, and a twelve, and those are all underneath the 
15 I needed. Oh, awesome. amazing. So you scored four successes. That means you earned two momentum. So there's three momentum back in the pool. And you guys watch as Mother Pomony leaps from the precipice. And actually, I'll, I'll allow Becca to describe exactly how she gets in the saddle here. I breathe in. I feel uh, my vision goes fuzzy with sand in the air, and I just run blindly. I use my body to feel the edge of the rock as I approach it, and I leap as far as my legs will carry me and slam the hooks down as hard as I can. My body jostles and bumps like a roller coaster, uh, if I knew what that was in this world. And, uh, and then I'm moving fast. Of those two momentum, of those two momentum that you generated, if you spend one, I'll allow you to already have your hooks under the ridge of the worm to drive it. But if you don't spend that one, you're just kind of on the back of it right now, and you'll have to fight, i.e., roll to uh, get your hooks under the specific ridge you need in order to uh, steer it. So rude, Jared. You are causing the PvP now, (laughs) because I will, but that is bringing our momentum down from three to two, so that the next, that Nora's only going to get one extra die, but I'm going to do it. I'm sorry, Nora. Um, Look at that Sure. You have stood stood in her shadow too long, Corin. Too long have you stood in her shadow. Uh, And you watch (laughs) as Mother Pomony gets uh, the hooks in perfectly. Uh, Now, uh, Fremen will ride these worms into battle with, you know, uh, ten Fremen on the back of one. So um, this is the worm that you'll also be leaping onto, Corin. Uh, Corin, uh, what dice pool are you going to use to leap on? Definitely power. Mm-hmm. I will have what is owed to me. This is my moment. Everything in my life is leading up to this. And would this be considered battle? Because you said Fremen do this leading into battle. Um, yeah, I'll allow that. I, I just okay. that's, that just came out of my mouth, so I'll allow wow. it. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so I love it. Uh, do we have any more momentum left? Just two. Two. I will. And you need two successes. Keep in mind. Uh, Keeper, may I interject that perhaps the difficulty should be lessened because once one rider is atop the worm and has gotten the hooks behind a ridge, that causes the worm to rotate and cannot let those holes go down in the sand, and so keeps them in the most vertical part of their body because it would hurt a lot if they got a bunch of sand in those open wounds. Well argued. Well argued, Becca Scott, but uh, the trade in this uh, scene is colossal. And this thing is so colossal. It's like basically trying to grab onto the side of a 747 as it's hurtling through uh, the air at 700 miles per hour. So I'm afraid that uh, even Corin must roll against the difficulty, too. Ah, oh, man. I totally was like, that checks. <laughs> um, you give it threat. <laughs> um, well. If I gave a momentum, if I if I used a momentum and gave you a threat, would that leave yeah. a momentum left for, and I could still get two, or do you like have to use all the momentum before you give threat? I say go no. for it. You can. I think you can. I'm, I think you're allowed to do both in combination. Your second added die is going to be two of either momentum yeah. or threat. Do you want to right. give me two threats, or do you want to... Uh, because you don't want to spend all the momentum, is what I'm hearing. Well, it's because Aurelius is still... Is, is Aurelius going to try? 
Aurelius said he's not going to. Coward. I am going to try. If Are you If Aurelius is going to try, I'm going to leave a momentum for him. So I oh will... Uh, Give me two more threat? Yes. Okay. Uh, I have... I, I, I've gone Does up to 11 threat, everybody. 11 oh, threat. No. Oh, it's God. fine. <laughs> <laughs> that gives me four dice to roll? Um, that's correct, yeah. Okay. So I need under a 16. <gasps> holy! Holy! Holy shit! Oh my god! I rolled! Okay. I swear! I will... Oh my god! I wish I had another camera to like... <laughs> I rolled two nat ones and two twos! <gasps> oh holy shit! What? She has training. successes? Can I... Ooh. I need Is to... That- Dang, I wish I had a, like a, a dice cam. <laughs> is that, six, that is six successes, though, correct? Yeah. Yes. Um, so you've earned four momentum. Wow. Uh, and uh, what I'm going to say is uh, if, you spend, uh, if you spend two of it right now, you can take control of the worm from Mother uh, Pomony. <laughs> you will be the one steering it. This is what happens. <laughs> you see his Corin just like you, like a lasso, right? And in a battle cry, hurls that uh, that hook up and parkours her way up this sandworm, and just like right sits right in front of the Duchess and is like, "Hold on, <laughs> uh, can I roll to see what I think about this?" Um, you don't need to roll. You can just tell us what you think about it. This is the first time I've ever felt uh, pushed aside by Corin, my faithful companion for uh, ten plus years, and uh, and in, in the jaws of death, perhaps that that she would jump in front of me like that. during the most sacred of rituals. Yes, yeah. um, it is. Uh, it is uh, a horrifying prospect. Uh, but uh, if anyone ever some- played Telltale games, it says Mother Pomony will remember this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, very good. Um, so you spent that two momentum, so that leaves three momentum uh, for uh, for our friends uh, on your in your party. And so now I will turn to Aurelius. The Fremen are like looking to you, Aurelius, and they are they look very kind of shocked at your demeanor. Uh, Aurelius, are you going to jump onto the back of the Maker Worm? Yeah. Oh, by the way, uh, yes, you have control of it, uh, Corin. You are steering it. Um, I'm still losing my mind over that dice roll. I'm yeah, sorry. That was, that <laughs> that was insane. Oh, wow. I mean, you have you have such complete control over this worm that I actually will make the difficulty lower if uh, Aurelius wants to attempt it. I think that oh. in this particular case, yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, Aurelius looks around at the other Fremen, shamed at their uh, attitude towards his obvious fear. Might I suggest a new trait for the scene of pitied coward? Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, you may give yourself that <laughs> trait for free. Okay, cool. So oh, I feel so bad for him. I know. <laughs> it's like, this oh, is God. not what I signed up for, but he's just like, in his brain, just like his mentat brain, he's just like cycling. It's just like, this is, a, this is to destroy the Atreides. Destroy the Atreides. We need the one restore balance to the galaxy. Break the stranglehold of Muad'Dib. It's like, Ugh! and he just, like he's skydiving for the first time. He just forces his body forward and onto the worm. Uh, I will incredible. take, I will use one moment. Okay, great. That gives you an extra die. 
You only, it's a difficulty one right now because Corn has actually, you know, has actually turned it back toward, you know, the precipice, put it in the perfect position for you. Um, so, uh, what is your dice pool? You, are you ready to roll? Yeah, I will use my move skill with my grace focus. This is generally kind of dexterous person. And uh, I will use my power drive because my statement is by hook or by crook. <laughs> oh, wow. Hey. Wow. So, okay. Uh-huh. Great. Right. The only application <laughs> of the first part of the phrase. Uh, okay, uh, I got three successes. Three successes. Okay, um, that's amazing. So uh, that uh, means that you earn two momentum for your uh, for your house, uh, which brings us up to four momentum for the party. Uh, and please describe uh, how uh, how Aurelius gets onto the back of this thing behind Mother Pomony. Uh, soaked in his own urine. <laughs> that is how. Which, in a still suit, you are most in of the a still time. suit. It's, it's cool. Yeah, you're fine. Uh, yeah, you're just creating you're moisture for yourself. Yeah, I'll uh, be drinking that later. Yum yum yum. Yes, you're all wearing your still suits, <laughs> and now the three of you are in the back of this enormous maker worm. Uh, and now, uh, I, the last thing I'm going to do before I do something else, yeah. I'm, by, I'm 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 fingering my threat count right yep. over Don't. here. I'm moving yeah. my hand Brazen. through my you already threat denied us the spice the scale, Jared. Yeah. I have a question. I have a question. Yes. From Pharaoh's vantage point, peering through the little uh, periscope of the uh, of the ship, can is this worm that everyone is currently riding colossal? We've said, of course, but is it so colossal that it could not fit in this ship, which we have said is capable of hauling one of these bad boys off the planet? It is possible that you could fit it in the cargo bay. This is a, a large starship. That's a big uh, now. The thing is, it's going to require some some finagling because it's oh, yeah. so colossal that you have to get the ship into the perfect position. It's all up to me. We uh, gain their trust and we're like, bye. Yeah, bye. bye. Yeah, yeah, so that's what Thanks I'm for your car. We're driving <laughs> off of it. Is that what you're doing? Is, is are you all taking the worm now? I am uh, going to try I, to. Yeah. I'm, I will try to signal to them by by writing the ship and getting it in position to receive its cargo. Can I just add that when Pharaohs looks through the periscope, your eye just like turns into a tube and wriggles up the periscope like a worm and then the oh, whole yeah. eyeball sticks out? Oh yeah, it's super like, text it, <laughs> it, uh, it like pops out and uh, and then yeah. it, it itself is like Aruga and then like <laughs> slurps back into my eye socket. Um, Love it. And uh, Okay. And, Great. <laughs> Great. Um, all right, so you're going to do that, and here's what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. I'm going to spend four threat of my that's giant a, pile of threat. That's a lot. Uh, yeah, it is a lot. And I'm going to say that the sky is starting to fill with ornithopters. <gasps> oh, no. The time is now. Uh, and these ornithopters, uh, they, 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 they're coming from the direction of Arakeen. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think Ferris weirdly has this has the sense that he remembers seeing them, even though he knows he's seeing them for the first time. Just like, just like a little bit of that spice effect is still lingering. Um, let me just describe the ornithopters for our uh, listeners or viewers. You know, they are these strange dragonfly-like vehicles. Um, 
they uh, they have like these blades that kind of vibrate at this wavelength that uh, brings them aloft. Uh, Apocalypse now is a good reference. It's uh, the, the sky is filling with thopters, like uh, the scene in Apocalypse. Now it's done, da 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 da, and the Fremen of Siege Alburn are all pointing up to the sky and screaming, "How have they been found? Who has brought the Atreides here?" And in the distance, the worm is moving away from all of them, and Pharos is trying to right the starship. Pharos. Let's see that happen. Okay, what are you going to use to get the starship in perfect position? Repairing it. So now's the time to do it. Uh, well, move is a must. It just has yes. to be. Um, it has to be. And um, I think, uh, yeah, I will I will go with uh, uh, power. Power belongs to the righteous. We are the righteous. Uh, Paul Atreides is a heretic and a tyrant. Um and this worm is the symbol of what will break his tyrannical power in the Imperium, so that a more worthy successor, the Reverend Mother Pomini, the mother of the universe, can oh. hold us all. <laughs> um, then, in that case, you have four momentum to spend on this, uh, but this is uh, because of the colossal size of the worm, uh, you're trying to get the cargo bay to kind of, like, you know, be pointed directly at where they're approaching so that it can enter that cargo bay. Because of its colossal nature, this is a difficulty three roll. Great. I'm going to spend three of those four momentum to buy two more dice. Um, and so now I get to roll four, and I have to hit a at or under a 13. Okay. I don't have a focus in move, so I don't. I won't get that uh, that benefit. Here we go. That's one success. Nice. That's a failure. Oh, no. Oh, God. That means these both have to be successes, right? You have a determination, yeah. right? I do. I don't think I spent that. No, you have not. Gr- great. Is it too um, late to spend it for an automatic crit? I would allow you- it. I okay. would allow it, but it's, yeah. Are great. you going to do that? Yes, this seems like a big make-or-break moment. I'll, I'll yes. do that. You spend a point of determination, you automatically get two more successes. That adds up to three successes. But go ahead and roll the one die that you're not, you know, that wasn't automatically made into a one. I'm glad I did that because I only got one more success. So having spent the um, determination, I now have a total of four successes. Four Ooh. successes, which means you've earned one momentum. There's two momentum in your pool. Um, I have currently seven threat. Uh, so uh, the sky fills with ornithopters. Pharos, uh, 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 the, the, the ship flips back right right side up. The suspensor field that you jury-rigged to the bottom of it is like... But the power coils of the ship like intensify the suspensor field and the ship floats above uh, the dunes uh, and then it's all about delicately maneuvering the cargo bay to be facing directly toward uh, your allies who are driving a maker worm directly toward you and I ask Corin, you're driving the worm do you drive it into that cargo bay? yes 
I mean, the sound of a, a worm entering uh, that cargo bay. I mean, it feels like the entire ship is just going to come apart in that moment. Like, uh, and the thing is thrashing inside of your cargo bay, and all of you are like having to hang on with your hooks for dear life. And now the Fremen see what you're doing, and the looks of horror and dismay on their face. Some of them are so overcome with holy terror that they fall to the ground, unable to act. The others uh, run off after you at a sprint, but they're already being taken out by shots, by mala shots from the uh, from the ornithopters, which Sorry. are lowering to fire at the figures on the ground below. Uh, and so now you are all in a cargo bay. Well, not you, Pharos, but uh, Aurelius, uh, Mother Pomony, and Corin. You're in a cargo bay Dangerous. with a thrashing sandworm and a lot of sand, uh, and there's nowhere else to steer it, and um, it doesn't appear to be uh, happy with you. Uh, and I'm going to tell you that if you don't act quickly, you're going to get crushed. Well, first thing, as we're pulling into the cargo bay, Aurelius turns back to the Fremen, and shouts, I can't come back! I don't know how it works! Goodbye, <laughs> folks! <laughs> uh, a very and I tap my heels together wizard. three <laughs> times uh, and appear in the uh, bridge of the ship. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Surrounded oh, by loved ones. If only you could. You were if there? only you could. <laughs> if only um, you had Dunoive. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Okay. This is a bunch of pros working here today. This how, how, many, how much, how much uh, momentum do we currently have? You have two. 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 Okay. Well, I just, I just acted. I suppose I can't. Um, uh, okay. Um, I, I, I'm trying to keep my fear in check because there's nothing to keep this worm from turning now that we've caged it. Uh, I look to Corn and Aurelius um, and look to the exits. What do we see? Like, what is the... Uh, path to the bridge is it above so, us or yeah so the bridge when you go into the cargo bay you can kind of stand on this sort of platform that looks down at the entire cargo bay and then there are like these little suspensor lifts down to the floor of the cargo bay uh, and that's where you all are at but you're on the back of something that I mean you could you could in theory if you were really bold run across the top of it and leap onto that little balcony oh, man. Uh, and get free or you could try to lower yourself down onto the floor of the cargo bay but there's a lot of sand that has come in with the worm down there and you might be kind of you know covered in a sand avalanche can, Run, um, I would like to Run, uh, like it's a horse's reins do a maneuver to maybe get the worm to buck by stabbing it repeatedly with my hooks, and then as it bucks up in the air, do the run and leap onto the balcony uh, and hope that people follow suit or have a plan of their own. Incredible. Okay, so you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna like try to get the worm to buck uh, yeah. to kind of, and I think that I think that what you're gonna um, do and is set up a trait uh, where you are elevated, and it makes it easier for all of you to get off of it. And okay. can I assist by maybe from the control room, like? Operate, operate a dial that maybe moves the suspensor lift into a more advantageous place for this this uh, leap. Um, yes, you can. So, uh, actually, uh, let's do both of these things. Both of these are going to create traits that make this uh, this roll a little easier. But at the end of uh, these two rolls, the worm is going to do something. Um, okay. So uh, here we go. First of all, let's have. Uh, 
let's have uh, your um, you control the suspensor lift. What what role are you using to do that? Okay, I. Part of me, of course, wants to take advantage of ev- of bargain and say that yes, this is a power thing, but this to me feels more like duty of uh, of of dutifully aiding uh, my compatriots and move. So this is actually not that great a role for me, but I want to. But it feels apropos. All right, very good. Um, and you're going to use move as well. I guess I, I guess I'll allow that. I, I, I almost think it should be contr- understand because you're trying to figure out the intricate controls of the uh, of the spacecraft. I will happily take that suggestion to my advantage. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I, I think it should be actually great. I think, um, and I think you're right. Um, so sweet. Uh, I actually might even be able to use my focus of deductive reasoning to uh, <laughs> reason which controls do what. Based on the layout uh, of the control panel. Yeah, I'll allow that. Okay. Uh, Are you spending any momentum? You have two in the pool. Um, but, but using using the logic that we have so far, yes, I'll use one to get that extra die. Okay, great. Okay, I've got to roll under a 13. Here we go. Uh, that's two successes. Ooh, nice. Okay. Um, two successes is uh, I didn't tell you how many you needed, but that's that's enough to create a trait. You need two successes, so um, you've created a trait which is accessible suspensor lift. You've kind of brought it right up to like the height that they need it at now. Okay, um, and then uh, we're gonna see if uh, Mother Pomony can make this worm buck. How are you gonna make the worm buck, Mother po- Mother Pomony? What skill and drive are you gonna use? Using my discipline to command this worm. I'm yes. going to use power as my drive. Yes, command does apply this time. Very good. Very nice. Okay. Uh, very good. Uh, you need two successes to create uh, the exact kind of conditions that you want. I'm going to use that last momentum for an extra okay. die. Great. So we have two successes. Um, may I use my Prana Bindu conditioning to re-roll one of these dice? No. Uh, no, you've succeeded, but you've, you guys have used up all of your momentum. So, um, uh, But here's the deal. It does you say now- whenever you attempt a move or discipline test. Just saying. Oh, that was a discipline test, was it not? It was. But then you may. Thank God. Um, I do have to tell you, it wasn't at 20. Oh, good. And I got a 19 instead. So I have two successes, and that's it. But it's not a complication. No, it's not complicated. You guys have created two traits, elevated lift and perfect positioning. Mother uh, Pomony has made the worm buck to get you in the perfect position. So I think we should do this with one roll. I don't. I don't think that I, I'm going to make everybody roll to get off this worm because your your compatriots have have put you in position to where you can all kind of leap at once uh, perfectly onto this uh, this uh, this um, suspensor lift. So, Could I roll though to keep like if I'm going last to take the hooks with me? You can keep the hooks, no problem. You don't have to okay. roll to do that. But cool. I think uh, I think it should be Corin. Corin, you were the one driving the worm. You should be the one that has to roll, and the others will assist you in jumping off of this thing. Okay. Uh, meaning Aurelius and and uh, Mother Pomony. So Aurelius and Mother Pomony, you're doing an assist roll, so you just roll one die each. 
Oh, and by the way, it would have normally been three successes to get off the back of this thing, to leap off the back of this thing. It now only requires one success. Oh. And we have no momentum left. You have zero momentum, so it's a good thing it's so low. Could give a threat, but he does mean things with that. (laughs) Now, uh, here's the deal. Um, uh, You feel um, charges smashing the side of the starship now. Those ornithopters are getting close, and they are firing on you. The worm is bucking and turning. Uh, If you fail this roll, Corrin, you all will be crushed beneath it, uh, and you may get a worm (laughs) off Arrakis, but you will not get off Arrakis alive. What is going to happen with this roll? This is a big one. Why don't we find out when we come back from our ad break? We're going to just take a short (laughs) break for our sponsor, and we'll be right back with more Dune Adventures in the Imperium on the Glass Cannon Network. Welcome back, Duniacs. We are in the midst of a really high-tension game of Dune Adventures in the Imperium. I'm going to cut right back to the action. This house, House Tyloris, has managed to uh, learn to ride a maker worm and steer it into the cargo hold of their waiting spacecraft to take it off planet. Um, Was this a wise thing to do? Uh, I mean, it was their mission, so they're succeeding in their mission, but uh, I'm not sure if it was wise, because right now, three of them are in grave danger of being crushed by the worm in the spaceship's cargo hold. Uh, You are hanging off of the back of the worm, and Corrin is about to lead an action to jump off of the back of the worm onto a waiting suspensor lift that Pharos, the, the current pilot, has put in place for you. So, um, first I will have the people assisting Corrin roll their rolls to jump off onto the suspensor lift. And uh, you're going to roll one die each uh, and let me know how that went. Uh, you don't have to tell me your full drive and skill that you're using right now. I trust you. Just uh, roll a die and tell me if you succeeded or failed to get under your target number. Skid, how did Aurelius do? Uh, let me see here. Can you uh, just help picking the drive-in statement? This is just us getting our own ass off the worm? That's right. But you're kind of all jumping together, but Corrin is leading it. Rather than having each of you be in peril jumping off, I'm going to allow this all to be one big roll. So just pick any driver statement that, that feels appropriate to you. I trust you. I, don't, don't, don't hose me on this. Don't go, uh, I'm using communicate. Okay, uh, Skid, how did Aurelius do? I rolled a natty 14. I failed. Okay, you failed. So you did not add any um, successes uh, to the total. And how about you, uh, Mother Pomini? Uh, I was using discipline and power, and I got a four, so I succeeded. You succeeded. I don't, I don't think command fits here, unless it does, in which case maybe I, I help Aurelius in some it way. Doesn't, it doesn't apply here. So you've, you've gotten one success in this assist. So, Corin, if you get at least a, a one success, Mother Pomines will be added to your own for two successes. Because you guys created some really advantageous traits, you put yourself in perfect positioning and you elevated the suspensor lift, this is a difficulty one task. So you just have to get one success, and then you'll also net Mother Pomines' success that she created for you. Corin, are you ready to roll? What are you using to roll? Beauty. We I'm had using a little power mute. and yes, yeah, sorry. Uh, no my, problem. my mic is possessed. 
I'm using power and I'm using discipline. Power and discipline. Very good. Uh, here we go. So I need under a 15. There's no momentum to spend. You just have Mother Pomony's success coming to you it. if you succeed. I rolled a 19. Oh. And I rolled a 9. That's a success. And you actually get two successes. So you net one momentum for your party uh, as uh, you grab both of them and you're like, one, two, now! And you all three jump and you land on that suspenser lift, which kind of mm, barely kind of moves uh, along the the wall of the cargo bay for a moment. Uh, and then it begins to rise up to that balcony where you need it to go. Uh, and you've gotten free of the worm, which is below you. And um, it opens its full maul below you. And you see the, you feel the heat. And you see the furnace inside of it just ignite. <laughs> Uh, and uh, you, you you realize that you have you have captured an elemental being. You you've captured a force of nature, and all of you are skeptical about how long these metal walls will hold this thing. But if you want, you can now you can now exit to the bridge if you'd like. Yes. Bridge. And if we had the momentum, I would spend it to create the t-shirt asset. Of I did ride the worm and all I got was a stinking t-shirt and an elemental being in my spacecraft cargo hold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right. So um, <laughs> you uh, come into the bridge, which uh, is much smaller than the enormous cargo bay, uh, and uh, there, uh, operating three sort of workstations by himself, is Pharos running between them. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and it's all like yeah, super duper analog, like 1980s power station, like yeah. yes technology. It's like, um, you know, and and, I th- and and very wild, wild, wild eyed. You haven't seen him in a while, and he's he's a little bit a little bit feral, having been oh. in the desert for so long. Yeah, you've been isolated like for yeah. a while. So. Mm-hmm. Ferris. Yeah. He's, he doesn't look you. like his neutral state, and he doesn't look quite human. It's like sub- stalled somewhere in between. It's just it's it's just not right. It's like oh. yes, you were missed. You were missed. You were missed, my lady. But they they are coming. They are here. They were here, and they are here. We must make haste. And uh, they are actively shooting at us. We're aware of their presence. Let's go. And uh, punch it. And uh, I want to get up and out of here. Okay, um, uh, does that mean you're leaving the uh, entire planet? Are you going to go up into the atmosphere? Or are you uh, trying to go somewhere else on Arrakis? Uh, And of course, uh, you do hear the sound of shot hitting the side of your spacecraft. Well, uh, already these ornithopters are all around you. Um, You also hear a a terrifying creaking sound coming from uh, the cargo bay as all of the strength of the metal that holds the cargo bay together is being tested by this thrashing worm. Sure, sure, sure. Is that sure, an sure, elemental sure. being in your cargo hold, or are you just having to say? It's actually a worm, wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually Nishai Hello. So, yeah, uh, I think um, perhaps, and I was just communicated with by Fenton Quill via this radio. If I can, like, find them on this channel, I would like to see if, like, if there is a designated rendezvous spot. Are we going up to a hayliner that's currently waiting for us? Or are we yeah. drop making planet fall elsewhere? Um, yeah. 
So um, he always told you he'd contact you again, and it, it wasn't until now that you've heard from him. <laughs> right. But you get on the radio, and he's coming through some interference. Listen, we're ready to receive you. Always knew. Could do it. Always knew. Uh, and then um, you can see that he's he- sending through a string of numbers, which uh, roughly correspond to coordinates that you can kind of map on this kind of weird grid device right beside you. Um, and um, uh, so you think you know where uh, you're, someone is waiting for you in Arrakis orbit. Oh, then I punch in those numbers and away we go. <laughs> okay, the only problem is that you're being surrounded by a fleet of ornithopters that are uh, firing on you. And Granted. as we saw before, landing is tough, uh, and so is taking off. And that is what you are doing right now. So who is making the flight roll? You have one momentum. Do who we have the flight roll? Question. I'm we sorry. weapons yeah. on the yeah. ship. Does the ship have, like, can we fire at enemies while we're taking off? If we have such a great question. I would like I would like to create that asset if that's a possibility. Oh wow. Uh, you'd like to create the asset gun turret, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Should I even allow that? Wow. Yes. Um, Do you like uh, it? Is it fun, Jared, if we shoot stuff? Yes. Um, I don't know. I don't know if it's fun for me. I mean, I wanted to shoot you out of the sky with all these ornithopters. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I, I will allow it. I, I You know, this is definitely a souped-up uh, spacecraft. It's been overhauled and fixed up in different ways. So uh, this orbital transport may actually have some weaponry on it if you, uh, if you can get it online by creating a trait. And remember, creating it uh, or not a trait, an asset. You can create an asset, but remember, creating an asset requires a difficulty to roll. So, who is uh, going to roll to get the weapon system online? Um, I'll do I've got it. Power and battle tactics. Or I could do power and understand. Um, regardless, I, yeah, my, my highest are in power and battle as well. Well, battle highest? would definitely apply here. Battle would yeah. definitely apply mm-hmm. here. Or yeah, maybe understand. this Corn's thing. Maybe yeah, Corn's you're the you're the, the warrior. Yeah, yeah, those are um, my those are the highest stats, so that might help out. Yeah. All right. Remember, this is just to create the trait that is going to allow you to fight back to create okay. the asset rather. So um, under sixteen, so what do I need? You uh you need uh, two successes, and you have one momentum you can spend if you'd spend like. It. Yes. Spend it. All right. Give yourself that extra die. Ooh, I rolled a 19, a 2, and a 7. Ooh, there we uh, go. That's four successes. Uh, is, is that? Right? Or do you have on your focus. Oh, yeah, because my, yeah. my battle, uh, power and battle is an 8. So is, and they're both under 8. What's your battle focus? Okay, so I will have what is owed to me, I think, is my battle cry for this yeah. entire thing. After. Jared owes you a, a gun. Yeah. But that's, yes. What's your focus I will have in battle? What is owed uh, in battle is long blades. So yeah, it doesn't apply. Not. So no. how many successes is that actually? You rolled three dice and two. two were successes. So you you just managed to do it. Suddenly, all these like uh, switches click over like automatically, like chick 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 chick, as the uh, very analog gun turret like whir, whirs to life. And using one of the periscopes, you can um, you can aim and fire the gun turret uh, and. Uh, 
boy, uh, this should be fun. Um, so, uh, uh, torpedoes. Look, there's right. going to have to be a takeoff roll, and right. there's and, and and you could set yourself up better for it if uh, you get some of these ornithopters out of your way first. Great. I, uh, I would like to help the takeoff driver with um, communicating inspiration to them. Okay. Oh, you want to have a moment of it? Well, I'll I'll let you assist the takeoff driver, uh, and you are going. So you'll be rolling one die, and you'll be inspiring them. Um, I mean, but no. Now, Aurelius f- flew us here, but uh, Pharos has been living in this machine for for weeks and weeks, trying to learn its secrets. And um, I also, when I did my, when I landed it, it was a disaster. So, um, yeah, we don't let you drive anywhere. I we think, take, oh, yeah, take away the keys, please. Take take my keys okay. away. Um, I'll, then I'll, I will make the takeoff roll. Okay. Um, Can I assist be... by like putting in using my mentat abilities to like punch in the coordinates or something? Like, absolutely. Yes, you could assist him as well. So both Mother Pomony and uh, and uh, our friend uh, Aurelius can assist Pharos in taking off. But it's going to be a high difficulty unless these ornithopters are kind of cleared. <clears throat> um, and so I'm going to ask uh, Corin, would you like to sh- try to shoot some ornithopters out of the sky? Heck yes, I would. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so you're trying to create a trait, clear uh, clear takeoff. Uh, and to create that trait, uh, you know, you need, to, you need to get two successes on a battle roll of some sort as you try to shoot these ornithopters out of your way. Okay. So we're doing power and battle. Yeah, here we. Uh, you have zero momentum to spend. Okay. <laughs> <gasps> okay, I got a seven. Okay, success. But then I, but then I also rolled a nat twenty. Oh no! no. Oh dear! Oh dear! That that means, dear. Timeout. That means yeah. a complication. Yeah. Uh, and so the complication is that uh, unfortunately, uh, your uh, your ship. Not only do you miss. The uh, and by the way, long blades is your specialty. Not firing out of the side of a spacecraft. So I know uh, you miss <laughs> you miss the the ornithopters which are, who are being you know piloted maybe by like very skilled uh, warriors for the Atreides. My uh, heart they, was in the right place. <laughs> they dart and weave around you in a swarm, and you're not able to catch any of them on the wing with your uh, blasts from your turret. Uh, and so uh, I'm going to make uh, the opposite trait. The complication is I'm going to make the opposite trait uh, rough takeoff. Uh, rough takeoff, which means your difficulty uh, for the takeoff here is going up to three. Okay. Oh, God. No. Okay. We can do we it. don't we have any do momentum. It. Okay. All right. Okay. You guys got this. You got it. You got it. Okay. But so, you have people assisting you. Assistance. So let's have your assistance roll first. And would you like to give me any threat? I have Not currently seven. Ross can have the threat when the time yeah, is right. Have, <laughs> okay. All in good time. All in good time. <laughs> all right. So Mother Pomony is inspiring you. Uh, Aurelius is uh, punching in the coordinates and helping at one of the workstations. So each of you uh, just pick uh, a drive plus skill and roll. Uh, roll it. Natural one. Yes, I got so, a regular success. A, you got a regular success, so you're you're gonna have three extra successes if uh, if I you succeed. Success. If you roll at least one success, okay. 
I will give you a threat, right? To okay. purchase one more die. Okay. Bring you up to eight. And roll three times Ridiculous. on. Uh, oh, gosh. Does it have... Could it, could, it, could it be understand to uh, understand the controls of the ship? Yeah, I'll allow it. I think okay. that these these you know these aren't like uh, X wings. They you know you punch in things and then they kind of lift and move uh, according to understanding the controls. Absolutely. Yes. And I've and I've spent I've spent hours devoting myself to a deeper understanding of these controls. And once again, power belongs to the righteous. The Atreides are unrighteous, and we shall defeat them. Especially inspired by the uh, the uh, Bene Gesserit Reverend Mother as I am. So, got to roll under a fifteen. Here we go. That's one success. That's two successes. That's three successes. <gasps> three wow. successes plus the three yes. extra successes you got uh, from your assistance means that you actually net three momentum, yes. and the ship uh, sh- rockets up uh, way too fast for that. It, <clears throat> faster than anybody is ready for. You guys have to hold on to the controls and onto your seats like with like white knuckles as Pharos takes it up quickly, and in fact, Pharos, you smash one ornithopter into pieces, <laughs> uh, and the, the, the man inside is like, ah! <laughs> down into the sands as your spacecraft quickly rockets up into the uh, atmosphere. Fire all around it. The ornithopters can't follow. They can't go that high. Uh, maybe in one of your periscopes, you guys see them you know, buzzing or, uh, by down below. Mm-hmm. Uh, and soon... Uh, well, while things- this happens, you hear, you, yes. hear, you hear an uncanny sound come from Ferris as he's just like... <laughs> which none of you know is like the whistling language of the Tleilaxu as he's just like huh. cursing them like of like die in your fiery hell Powinda as he like boom, smashes this this uh, ornithopter kamikaze style out of the air awesome never seen this side of him yeah the thing in the hold continues to buck uh, and you hear enormous like crunching sounds coming from your cargo hold that make you all very nervous but Can soon the yes Manipulate the gravity in the cargo hold to kind of like suppress the worm. Huh. How very interesting! Or yeah, uh, are there like fire um, water sprinklers that could <gasps> perhaps be used to? Uh, oh, we might oh, kill yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, what does that do to them if they're like? Oh, it you soaked. can't survive on water, it, right? Could water come. hurts them. Water is a deadly poison to uh, a maker worm. Um, are you are you going to try to activate uh, uh, you know the emergency sprinkler system uh, to try to control it or to pacify it? If we show it? up with a dead worm, everybody's going to be so mad. Look, I'll, mani- I'll manipulate people. I will. I will. I will kill countless enemies. But I am not about animal cruelty. Okay, let's not. Aww. Let's not blast this poor poor. Uh, Enormous elemental creature. I'm with you. I don't even do yes. hunting in Red Dead Redemption. Well, do you want to look and see? You want to look and see what you can do, uh, Mother Pomony. It was sort of your idea. Do you want to try to understand, see what you can do in the cargo hold? Yes. Yeah, and I actually yeah. have a focus in understand in physical empathy. Ah, oh. for some doesn't reason, come in handy much. For some reason, I'm going to allow that to apply here. I actually because you're thinking about the worm trapped in there and its pain. I think, Um, Mm -hmm. and you feel its pain for a moment, Mother. 
Harpomony because uh, the Bene Gesserit are nothing if not empaths. Um, you can feel its pain. You can feel it calling out to you, even though it is essentially a silent creature. Um, you can feel. I reach it. back mentally to say, "I am your mother too." Yes, we will care uh, for you. And can you care for it? Give me an understand. Uh, you may use your focus and uh, uh, tell me what drive you're adding to that. Uh, justice. Uh, great. Uh, okay. And uh, do you want to use any of the three momentum you have banked here? Uh, I'll use one because okay, I've got. Great. I think addendum to my rules hack. If you have the focus, it's always worth it. Right. Then yeah. You're, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's on your. That's that's my metagame tip. Nice on your side. Okay. So uh, technically. I needed 11 or under, and I got two sevens. None of them were doubles. Okay. Because I needed four for the physical empathy, but uh, two successes. So I, I'm afraid that that, that uh, momentum maybe just goes away, because I think you are creating a trait, essentially. And what you have done is you have uh, created uh, anti-gravity inside of the cargo hold. And the worm is lifted up into the center of the cargo hold where it spins like a spiral on like the fuzzy sort of black and white monitors inside of the bridge. You all can see that it forms like almost like kind of like a symbol floating in the air as sand sort of rains off of it in these cascading ripples. Uh, and Mother Pomony has yeah, it's managed like a to... cloud of sand now, yeah, too. Yes. The sand is all floating. and Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, so uh, you are in no danger. Yes, if he feels what? more comfortable, uh, there's that moment of resistance <laughs> that he's powerless. But then, like, does the worm chill out? Um, the worm, the worm does appear to be chilled out. It is no longer bucking and writhing. Uh, who knows uh, what such an alien creature uh, really what, what goes through its its sentience if it has any. Mother um, Pomony thinks that she helped it to calm itself and she takes pride in that um a voice Whether or not she did a voice <laughs> blares uh a blares uh through the radio who am i speaking to house tyloris come in i like open open the channel and uh house tyloris respond look to the coordinates i have sent you you have found us this is Fenton Quill. Do you have the cargo? Um, and I, I look through the... And do I see uh, anything waiting to receive us? Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, blotting out the stars. You see a miles-long guild hayliner. This is an official guild hayliner. And as you are looking at it... Uh, one light sort of starts to shine off of it, and you realize that is a door, that is a bay, that is awaiting your spacecraft. The guild is working with us. We it knew that we you some... would be here at the at the at the appropriate time. We were waiting for you. Cargo is docked and ready, and uh, I maneuver the ship. And our payload towards this door in the in the hayliner. Um, your spacecraft uh, enters, uh, and uh, like, can we paint uh, a picture that we're in the bridge? And I put a hand on Ferris's shoulder. Well done, sir. Kind of like an arm around Corn's waist, if she doesn't mind that. <laughs> oh, I'm still into it. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, the friction is what makes it hot. Meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, Aurelius stands alone. Uh, yeah, I'm out of arms. Sorry. <laughs> Keep yes. doing you, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing just, how like, the smell of just, urine can come yeah, through. So, sorry about that. And he's just like leaning against the the door <clears throat> that they came into the to the bridge, just like pressing against it, like willing the worm away from the bridge. <laughs> he's still shaking. Um, although the guild hayliner looks like it's black on black, uh, as you get closer, you, for the lights of your own starship kind of, uh, show that it does have like kind of some guild insignia on it, uh, but it is a big dark shape. But the, uh, bay that you slowly enter into and your suspensor lifts are working, uh, because they actually are using other sort of, uh, technology to kind of guide you in is white on white on white. The catwalks are white. The walls are white. The enormous landing pad inside is white. Uh, and you can see that you are one of, uh, many starships that have landed in this enormous sort of crate. Uh, inside of the guild hayliner, uh, and uh, your ship finally locks into place in a place of prominence. By the way, you you appear to have a, a berth that is closer to the place where you enter into the innards of the hayliner itself. Uh, you are positioned in a in a place of prominence, your ship, uh, and you can see that, and then they are dwarfed in on your cameras. But you can see a small uh, party waits to meet you outside of your ship. And there is, of course, an exit from your ship that does not involve the cargo bay. Very important. It's so funny. This is basically the plot of King Kong. Wow, really good observation. <laughs> Ninth wonder of the Imperium. Yes. yes. Uh, Behold. I- I think in my small pack that I wore uh, on my back as I jumped on the worm. I pull out my cloak with the epaulets because the Duchess may be restored to power this day, and I want to be dressed the part. Very good. Does anybody else uh, want to make a different sort of showing for this this party that includes all your shores that Fenton Quill, a former Harkonnen agent, is part of whoever has hired you? You're about to meet your benefactors, your your fellow conspirators. Would we have our other garb on us? Um, since you've asked it in that way, Corin, no, you would not. Although I can't yeah. take your assets away from you, really. Uh, although they have to logically be able to be used. Uh, yeah, I it would sounds say... like you went full native, Corin. You went full native, and you you're not carrying a lot of your nah, like ceremonial. Corin shows up. Just don't du- ask. Corin <laughs> shows up dusty and doesn't give any fucks. Yeah, um, <laughs> we'll say. Well, they are waiting for you. A small party uh, of guildsmen uh, are waiting uh, at the end of a, a white, a bright white catwalk. It, as you get off the ship, do you, do you get off the ship? Can I ask that? Or can we? Are you ready to proceed? I think uh, I might assume the visage of uh, Ktef Delube again. So once again, looking like a somewhat elderly Naib from Arrakis. Very good. This suits you. And then I want to take a moment to just make eye contact with everyone and be like, we did it, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> we did High it. five. Um, High fives all around. <laughs> a new five, scene. I'm taking away a point of momentum. You now have one to my eight. Um, uh, to my eight threat. 
um, you um, you uh, disembark uh, and you have to kind of go down a ladder to get off the side of the ship. And yes, at the end of a long catwalk, uh, men in guild uniforms uh, are waiting for you with Fenton Quill at the front of them. Uh, and uh, he uh, is like, greetings. We are going to send some agents inside to inspect the cargo to ensure its health. Agreed? It may be best to observe observe from the bridge as we have suspended the worm without gravity. It seems to be resting. Very good, Reverend Mother. Excellent. I will inform my staff. And he talks to uh, some guildsmen, uh, some of whom uh, don't, they look like scientist types. They're wearing like weird goggles and they have strange uh, apparatus sort of attached to their head, like recorders that will record what they say. Uh, and uh, they uh, nod and head into your ship. That was a close thing, your escape from Arrakis. Even now we are not completely safe. We must prepare for a jump soon. Our party has survived many close encounters, and I'm sure we'll come up against many more. We've never failed yet. Before the jump, your patron would like to meet you and give you his gratitude. It would would be a great honor. You are amenable to this. Follow me. Uh, and he takes you uh, into the Guild Hayliner, and the Guild Hayliner is a confusing labyrinth of weird stairs that lead to other stairs uh, that lead to other catwalks. Uh, it, it's a it's a maze, and the light is always overpowering. It's always mm-hmm. like so bright in here, uh, and there are different colored lights going off in different places, and you're not quite sure what those mean, but sometimes they seem to be signals. Uh, and as you travel through the Guild Hayliner, you notice that more and more of the lights start to go blue uh, as, as if it is almost preparing that someone is flipping a switch saying this part of uh, you know the jump is ready this part of the jump is now ready now this part uh, we are preparing to jump um, and all of these signals are going off and a lot of guildmen are hustling about uh, to get into position uh, and you are taken into a room where there is a deep burgundy curtain separating the room in half uh, the room is finely uh, uh, finely uh, tailored with beautiful tablecloths. Uh, there is liquor and a decanter. Um, it looks like a, a banquet hall, uh, a, a place of, of fine dining. Uh, and uh, Fenton Quill uh, pours himself a glass of the, uh, of the liquor and offers it to you. I make sure to taste it before I offer it to anyone else because I will be testing for poison. Yep. Um, it is not an Arakeen vintage. This is from someplace like Caladan or someplace uh, 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 on another world, and you're happy to taste something that doesn't belong to Arrakis after your many weeks there uh, in that hellhole. Um, and um, a fine vintage, and I gestured for my companions if they wish to partake. Oh, oh yeah. yes, definitely. Yeah, really, certainly will. From behind Pharaoh, the curtain, Pharaoh abstains. Okay, very good. Corin slugs curtain. her drink, just <laughs> knocks it back in one go. 
Mother Pomony sets the glass down. I really just wanted to make sure it was safe. No poison stuff. From behind the curtain, a voice says, You are all comfortable? You have done well. Mr. Pharos, you have everything you desire? Yes, uh, I must admit it is quite, um, to use the parlance of our late house, uh, quite the change of scenery that we've just experienced. (laughs) To go from the sandy and arid fastness of the deep desert, where uh, we've languished for so many weeks, to the finery of your hospitality. This is only the beginning. You will be restored to your former power. You will have a planet of your own to rule as fief. And you will be the gardeners. The gardeners of the spice. Navigator. Have you guessed it? An ironic title. <laughs> it's a navigator, some kind of navigator. Oh, it's the navigator it's from the opera house. <gasps> the one that yeah. the one that was there in the beginning, right? What was the his curtains. name? Oh, oh the curtains it's, are. Wait, 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 wait! I want to say that it is. Unger, no. Unger, no. Yes. The curtains are. He floats there, looking at all of you, and he's like, "Yes, the guild has is at odds with itself right now, but now we shall be proven." Right. We shall prove that our cause was dross by breaking the Atreides monopoly. We will free the galaxy to achieve greatness once more. Uh, and of course, Dinar Banan, uh, if you if you don't remember him from episode one, uh, is an enormous bloated aquatic thing in a tank because the uh, guild navigators intake so much spice that they uh, that they it, it, it mutates them it alters their physiological structure uh, and so uh, what you're looking at seems to all be face he seems to just be a tank full of face pressing against the glass and talking into some kind of tube which allows him to communicate to you in gala man navigator I have a question for you had you any hand? In the dissolution of our former house, in the murder and framing against us? You ask me if I betrayed you, if I had a hand in the peril you saw yourself in a decade ago. Is this your question? Of course, I do not consider it a betrayal of me, as that person feels entirely removed who we are now. Our paths crossed before and I was watching you even then. As you know, the spice grants me a limited form of prescience. I have been following the spice through future pathways that led me to meet you in that opera house and that led you here. No. No. I did not betray you, but I have been watching you, and I have been waiting for my visions to become reality. And now, you and the guild will be free 
to do as we wilt. And uh, uh, Fenton Quill goes, here, here, and raises another glass. I pick up my glass just to cheers it. I am afraid that we are about to jump. You should strap yourselves down. And you notice that the beautiful wooden chairs uh, in this uh, ornate dining room have uh, heavy-duty leather straps that you can kind (laughs) of use to strap yourself down. Um, Well, I won't uh, say we didn't design many of these for House Houdan (laughs) for different purposes. Uh, I strap myself into this uh, leather chair. (laughs) With a brief arc of the eyebrow at that that comment, it's like, yes, I've contributed to the design of many such devices. Um, like Corrin's already strapped in. She's very familiar. <laughs> okay. I, I would like to, at this moment, as we're now making ourselves rather vulnerable among our patrons, uh, one of my talents is constantly watching. Uh, very little catches you off guard, it says. When you attempt a skill test to detect danger uh, mm. or hidden enemies, you reduce the difficulty by two to a minimum of zero. Um, so I, I, I would, uh, that's just to say that I would like to assess this situation that we're in, read the, read the room, so to speak, to, because our interactions with, um, with Fenton Quill in particular have been rocky. Uh, Even though he's our patron at this moment, he was our inquisitor a decade ago. Yeah, um, very good. Um, would you please? Uh, Fen-, Fen and Quill starts to strap himself down. All of you start to strap yourself down. And Pharos is going through in his mind what exactly is going on. And uh, please put together a dice pool for me. What is your drive and skill that you're going to use? I will do go uh, understand and uh, truth. And I would say normally to notice this, it would be difficulty three because it's so subtle what you're trying to notice. But right. you have uh, taken that difficulty down by two. Is that correct? That's correct. Okay. So you only have a difficulty. You just need to get one success and you will know something about this situation that you did not heretofore understand. Oh, cool. Great. And, I, and one of my focuses for understand is traps. Oh, perfect. <laughs> okay. Perfect. Just that. So I want to see if we're, we're currently making ourselves vulnerable to one. Here we go. Well, I rolled one success. Okay. That's all you needed. And I rolled one natural 20. (laughs) That's a complication. That is a complication. I asked for it. (laughs) So, um, okay. Um, You noticed uh, this. The entire time uh, the guild navigator, Bernard Denon, was addressing all of you, his eyes were on Corin the entire time. It was like he was talking to all of you and even addressing Mother Pomony and, and Pharos, but mm-hmm. he was keeping close eyes on Corin as if she was the one he needed to truly pay attention to. Understood. He's the complication seen some is hmm. the complication is you are now because of this. Uh, I think I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna create a trait in you. You are paranoid. Paranoid. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> and know? I think that that tracks with my with um. The come down from the level of spice consumption that I've become used to is like yes yeah oh that's totally yeah that's so fitting that's yeah. really so, cool um, yes I, I I see I notice that and I'm I'm rem- and just like not like a vision but why do I remember 
not seeing uh, Corin and Mother Pomony embrace, but I suddenly have a memory of Corin pressing a knife to her throat. Mom and Dad were fighting. I had a dream. <laughs> yes. Um, yes, you do. Um, and so uh, that is your last thought as suddenly uh, everything just sort of shifts and um, it happens in the space between seconds. Um, uh, and you realize why you have to strap yourself down because... Even though it's not like it's not like the ship rocks, it's not like there's like some kind of sound or rumbling. But if you had been standing, you would have been like completely taken off of your equilibrium. You would have fallen to the ground and possibly even hurt yourself. Because in a moment, everything just flashes and shifts, uh, and you suddenly feel completely enervated, like the air is knocked out of you. Uh, uh, and the guild navigator, uh, you can see his eyes have rolled back in his head uh, in that moment. And then uh, finally his eyes return and focus. And he goes, we are here. <laughs> Optima 2. And um, you bet he, it's not Optima Prime. No, it's not Optima Prime. What about it's Optima help? 2. Uh, because the first one, uh, the first Optima wasn't optimal. Uh, it was non-Optima. Non-Optima. Uh, and uh, inside, of his, inside of his uh, aquarium uh, tank, he presses some buttons and then manipulators outside the tank uh, press some buttons in turn. Uh, and a, uh, a, a sort of a, another curtain parts on the wall. And you're looking out at a planet that looks, uh, it looks... Brown looks very light brown, uh, and you recognize this visage. Uh, have you truly left Arrakis? This is another Arrakis, a new Arrakis, where we can build the spice trade anew. Might you regale us with the tale of how you came across this planet? I searched through many possible futures. I stretched my perception to the outer fringes of the galaxy. Unlike my compatriots, I was an explorer. This place, like its predecessor, was not perfect. But with a little terraforming technology courtesy of the Ixians, we have recreated Arakine conditions almost exactly. And why not take this place for yourself? Why offer it to us so freely? I am a navigator. And as the new leader of the guild, I will want the house that controls the spice to be favorably dispositioned to me. And of course we will be. But are you ready? Are you ready to take your place in the universe? Because it's one thing to have a destiny and another thing to grab it. To take hold of it. And right now, I hear fear in your voice, Fremen. There is no fear. It is owed to me. You, if you were watching Pharaohs, you would see his jaw clench at that statement. <laughs> then follow... Follow my assistance. 
and disembark in your new home. House Houdan knows how to repay patronage with faith. So I kind of look around the room and follow. Um, so, uh, some guild, uh, some guild, uh, space guild guilders come in and they are going to lead you to a ship that will take you down to the planet's surface. I hope we have already proven that your patronage will not be in vain. I go on as well. You follow them to a Starcraft. It is not the one with the worm. It is a completely new, very sleek, very white uh, Starcraft, and they uh, motion that you should get aboard. I lead the way. Um, you get on board. Um, uh, this It's sort of like the room you were just in. It's, everything is finely appointed. Uh, the seats are luxurious and cushiony, uh, and uh, it all has the, the feeling of a 19th century dining room uh, <laughs> in, in a mansion. Uh, and it sl- drops out of the Guild Hayliner and begins dropping toward Optima 2, your new home. You enter the atmosphere. Uh, there's a slight vibration. Uh, soon, uh, blue skies surround you. And you can't believe this is not Arrakis, except looking out of the, uh, the viewports that are given to you uh, from where you sit you can see that there's something slightly different about the color of the rock here. Uh, it, it has a more silvery kind of hue to it. And the sand, the sand is just a little bit more silvery in its kind of coloring. Uh, and um, soon you find yourself landing uh, in a very small spaceport. Uh, and off in the distance, you see a castle. <laughs> oh, cool. Get a load of this. (laughs) Fenton Quill uh, has been riding with you, and he says, The new home of House Tyloris. The successors. It is as we envisioned. You are the successors to the Harkonnen. I would humbly offer my services to you, Mother. Uh, I, I glance to everybody else before accepting. See if anybody gives me any eye signals. I think, um, with the trait of paranoid, I'm, uh, uh, you see, you see, um, concern in the eyes of Pharaohs. Um, we shall discuss such possibilities after we've settled in. Um, and so you walk. You walk across the sands. Uh, it is hot here. It is uh, it is as hot as Arrakis. You see uh, huge towers off in the distance, huge white towers with weird sort of a spherical kind of nodules on the, on the top of them. Uh, and Fenton Quill points them out, and he's some of the terraforming technology that I mentioned, oh. that the Guild Navigator mentioned. Um, and uh, soon you are standing in the shadow of your new home, and it is a castle. Um, it has uh, it doesn't have a drawbridge, but it has an enormous courtyard, and it has towers, uh, and it has a grand hall. And as our as our housemates enter into their new home, that is where we are going to close today's episode. 
of Inherit the Sand. Inherit, you did. You have inherited a new home for House Tyloris. Uh, and next episode, we're going to see if they can run this new planet without sli- slicing each other's throats. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure that they can. And it might maybe just a slight whisper from Pharaoh as if one walks next to uh, a Mother Palm and he's like, Keep your eyes open as I know you do, most noble Reverend Mother. Things on Optima 2 may be more than meets the eye. As we walk into our home, as I give another hard stare to Corin. Uh, I, you can see that Mother Pomini takes what you said seriously and then blithely walks in stride with Cor and takes her hand and says, let us find the most opulent quarters for us. Um, there are, there, there's one of those, um, uh, you know, men at attention, all guild, all guild uh, members uh, are standing at attention in two long rows on either side of you as you walk to look for the most opulent quarters. Uh, and they uh, they bow their heads as Mother Pomony walks through, and that is the end of today's episode. Oh, oh my God! Thank you to Ooh. Becca wow. Scott, Skid Mauer, Nora Ibrahim, and Ross Bryant. Uh, that was an incredible escape from Arrakis. Next time, we're going to see if you can run a planet or not. <laughs> Thanks for awesome. the planet, Jared. Yeah, thank you. This is now an episode topic. of The Shining. No. Right. Right. It's about a haunted castle. How did you know what I was about to pull out? Uh, thank you, Glass Cannon Nash. Tune in next week. Uh, and until then, fear is the mind killer. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Glass Cannon Network. For more podcasts and live streams, visit glasscannonnetwork.com. And for exclusive shows and content you can't find anywhere else, subscribe today at patreon.com slash glasscannon.